Hello and welcome to Rolling for Loot. I'm your host, Shakti. And I'm your other host, Imhotep, and this is episode three. Today, we'll be discussing bricks, not the made-of-mud-build-your-house kind, but the little plastic build-a-death-star kind. We'll also be talking about Lego Batman 2 DC Superheroes. And we're going to do a little review of some of the upcoming game releases for the month of June, which we're hoping will become a a more uh, full-bodied part of our podcast in the coming podcasts. Yes? Yes. (laughs) But first, something that's uh, uh, very near and dear to many gamers and also to many people who haven't actually left childhood yet. Uh, Bricks. Brick gaming, also known as Legos, uh, Mega Bloks. um, uh, I can't think of any other names off the top of my head. I know that there are a few other brands out there. They're a series or a set of preformed interlocking plastic pieces that uh, are used to... um, Give physicality to imagination. That's a very nice way of putting it. Isn't it? Thank yes, you. that was that was very good. But I everyone pretty off. much knows them as Legos, but obviously. Even the ones that aren't actually name branded Legos. And just so we're those. so we're clear on this going forward for our conversation, when we refer to Lego, we're actually referring to all brands of interlocking small plastic pieces used to give physicality to imagination. We're not asking for lawsuits. That's right. And we're not actually just limiting ourselves to Lego, unless, of course, we specify in the Lego brand. Mm -hmm. Otherwise, we're using it the way that the word Q-tip has become synonymous with cotton-tipped swabs. Kleenex. (laughs) Kleenex. Yes, we could go on. But we won't. Yes, that's probably a good thing. Not without money, but we are willing to shamelessly plug other products in exchange for... Absolutely. Yeah, absolutely. throw that out there. <laughs> we could do some very cool things with this podcast with money. We, we really could, and the more money we had, the more we would podcast. <laughs> uh, I don't know about that, but yeah. No, no I, I would. <laughs> uh, okay, so we might as well start at the beginning. Uh, the beginning for me was uh, the first time I had Lego. I, I don't recall ever getting my first piece of Lego. I always remember having Lego. As a kid, it was just something that I always had. That's just a staple in every um, toy box growing up. And, and if it's not, it bloody well should be. Exactly. Um, our kids have, have all kinds of Lego, probably more than that's good for them. And you I still play with it. have all kinds of Lego. I do. I do. I'm surrounded by Lego. I could reach out and touch Lego from where I'm sitting right here. <laughs> right off your desk, yes. Yeah. It's not on my desk any longer. Although I do have other little toys that are, in fact, on my desk, um, but not Lego, not now. And that's not a choice that I made. It's more of a space constraint issue. I right. just don't. If I had a bigger office or more desk space, I would have Lego on my yes. desk. Yes. Uh, so let's talk about how it's changed since since we were kids. What's the the, the biggest <clears throat> excuse me the biggest change that you've noticed in uh, in the game uh, in the game in, in the, the toy. toy. <laughs> uh, movement actually from the smaller bricks and and the, your standard rectangle size bricks to um, preformed pieces. Now you can actually buy a pirate ship that's only made of six pieces instead of just making <laughs> it yourself, which I don't like personally. It kind of defeats the purpose of building it yourself. But, but I understand that people want a pirate ship to look like a freaking pirate ship. <laughs> and, 
it doesn't always when you build it yourself. But that's the challenge, I think. I think this is something that's been building in gaming um, for even longer than it's been in, in the toys. There was a time I can remember being uh, a younger man uh, playing uh, Advanced Dungeons and Dragons, first edition. So that'll sort of date it for anyone who's familiar with that. And we had to imagine everything. We had to make up character histories and we had to make up, you know, your in-game dialogue and, and anything that you were doing with the game, why you were doing what you were doing. And now the game is is giving everybody all that information. What we used to have to role play and create from scratch and from from wanting to has been reduced to dice rolls. And you can now roll dice and determine what your history was and what your family is and everything else. I think that that mentality, that mindset has transcended gaming and expanded into other venues, most notably gaming. I mean, Lego as a kid, this was this was the imagination toy. This was the toy that allowed us to really explore imagination, and we used our Legos for everything, for mm-hmm. gaming purposes. It was a a visual aid in gaming, mm-hmm. as much as it was a toy independent and and played within and of itself. Um, I used it to tell stories. I used it to create fantasy worlds that I would populate with mystical mythical monsters and science fiction and roll them together and. And it taught me about spatial uh, manipulation and, you know, that, that little test where it shows you a picture of a box with three sides and the shapes are on the three sides. And then it says, unroll this, pick which of these. It oh, I hate those. Right. I'm awful at those. And I'm really good at those. Yeah. And, I, and I like to say that it's because as a kid, I was a Lego maniac. So, and I think that in taking that, that creativity, that fantasy out in the... Yeah, and your your statement was a valid statement. The the desire to have a toy that looks like what you said, so that there's that uniformity to it, so that every kid that buys that that pirate ship or that you know whatever that I I I think that it has a lot to do with the branding, which we're going to get to here in a minute. Some mm-hmm. license branding, and I think that it has to do with marketing. And it's probably at the end of the day, it's all down to nickels and dimes. So, but I I can't say that I like it, and I and I wish that they would just make box sets of just generic. Yeah, just things. let us buy five hundred pieces of blocks, five hundred pieces of blocks, five hundred blocks, and random colors and all standard and non-standard sizes, and let us go and, and go see that. what we can and make. We just make what we can make. Yes, and, and if we want to make a rainbow Death Star, then we can. And I would love to have a rainbow Death Star. Who wouldn't want a rainbow Death Star? Rainbow. Rainbow. Rainbow Rainbow Circus. No, what is it? Afro. Afro Rainbow? No. Never mind. Afro Circus? Afro Circus, Afro Circus. Afro, Afro, Afro Circus. I don't know what that is. Yeah. I I heard that somewhere. Moving on. (laughs) (laughs) Yes, please move on. Wow. Um, You can now do robotics and stuff with this, with bricks. Yes, there's programmable... um, Bricks, I don't remember what they're called. I was looking actually at some online things. Uh, imagine me looking at online things. I was looking, actually, I will confess, I am a brick filmer, or I'm a budding brick filmer. And I was looking at other people's brick film work. And for those of you who are not familiar with the term, brick filming is basically stop animation using various brands of little plastic interlocking bricks that are used to give physicality to imagination. That's getting a little long-winded. 
See why we want to say Lego? Please don't sue us. <laughs> <laughs> but yes, there's all good. I mean, Lego themselves have come out with uh, a Technics. I believe they have little working motors and all these things. And you can see them right on YouTube if you take a look up Lego things on YouTube. There's working um Sewing machines and yeah, slot machines. I saw one recently that was actually a weaving machine, which oh, is yes, really a cool. Loom. A, a loom. loom. Thank you. You're welcome. Because I'm apparently inept on crafting terminology. Things coming out of your mouth and the speaking and the words are not a good thing. That's right. But I, I mean, the fact that you could do these with these interlocking pieces, I think it's just fantastic. <laughs> preformed blocks of interlocking plastic that are used to give physicality to never mind never mind never mind yes. moving on. all right to the lego yes quick to the lego room <laughs> but i mean oh uh, i win the lottery i am so having a lego room oh for sure yeah. and then we'll have a loom and not, in the lego room yeah, a lego loom yes right <laughs> and, then, and then we'll have a separate lego room for the kids to play so they don't break my lego toys all right so it'll be the loom and the loom will be in probably with in with my stuff, I imagine. Yes. Uh, okay, let's 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 we're good off topic here. <laughs> let's get, see, Lego makes everybody silly. Right. Uh, what what are some of the? Uh, I, I don't have anything to add to that. I know that we started with asking what some of the big changes were since you were a kid, and it's the same thing with me. I, I remember a time when they were just bricks, little rectangles, and mm-hmm. long red, blue, yellow. Yep. White, lots of white. Yep. If you were super uh, fancy, you'd get the big green platform pieces that you could build on top of. Yes, the base plate ones. Yep. And then uh, when I was like 11, that's when Lego Cities first started coming out. Mm-hmm. And then, but it was still all bricks. The only mm-hmm. formed pieces that they had in the windows were windows and doors were formed to look like a little door. Yes. Uh, which your men could not walk through because it wasn't quite wide enough. So <laughs> your Lego guys had to actually step through sideways, sort of shoulder first. And they had then, to lose a couple of pounds to get through. Yeah, little Lego diets. Yeah. yeah. <clears throat> you know, too much brick in their diet. Okay, we're done with that. Yes. Moving on. Okay. Marketing has changed a lot, too, since since we were kids. And they, they would just show you Lego and some children playing with Lego, and that was enough to get to get the old heart fluttering and, oh, I want to be playing with Lego. Now it's all about the story and the backstory and the uh, adventure. And they have a cartoon now for Lego. Ninjago, I believe. And Bionicle. Oh, is there a cartoon for that, too? An actual, yeah, like an actual. Oh, there you go. Yeah. And there's a, I know that, these are specific Lego brand yes. products. Yes. Trademark. Um, I know that there's also a monthly or a bi-monthly newsletter for Lego Maniacs. Oh, yes. Yes. That's that has been just a magazine, on. yes. And that's an interesting, I wish they'd had something like that when I was a kid. Yeah, that one's pretty cool where you can actually send in photos of things that you've done. Now, we're talking here specifically to the kids because seeing a 35-year-old man sitting beside his pirate ship is just a little creepy when you're surrounded by kids in their Death Stars. Yeah. Their Rainbow Death Stars. Yeah. So, anyway, but yes, they have a a magazine that they send out. Um, (laughs) But it's interesting where the marketing and licensing for the different brands is happening, most notably between Lego and uh, Megablocks, which is... Probably big the biggest competitor. Um, Ford and Alliance. I leave it to the listeners to decide which one is which the Ford. Which one's which, exactly. 
just put I it know, out there. I know who I say. That which Lego has it. Avatar. Megablocks has World of Warcraft. That's Enough that's said. all I'm saying. Enough said. Yeah. So and point made. Okay. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> For the Lord. Uh, okay. But yeah, uh, Lego has gone with an awful lot of the movie themes versus the gaming themes, which Megablocks seems to be going towards. Um, Megablocks is going with Halo and um, World of Warcraft, StarCraft, etc. Um, RB, Hot Wheels, Power Rangers. Yeah. Yes. Where Lego goes with Avatar, Indiana Jones, Harry Potter. They have Star Wars. Star though. Wars, Star Wars, Star. They do have Star Wars. We you know what we were talking about at work the other day. We were talking about how come there is no Star Trek Lego. Because I think we, yeah, we were discussing no, this before. We, you and I, had the start of the conversation, and yes. then we didn't finish the conversation. Gasp! I think our, and, it was and, because you could pretty much take the Millennium Falcon and change it around a little bit, add a couple sticks and, on the bottom, and you have the add, Enterprise. Add two little pontoons, out pontoons. Yeah, exactly. And the characters in. Star Wars are a bit more noticeable than the characters in Star Trek. What are you going to do in Star Trek? You're going to have a bunch of blue and yellow shirts and the one red shirt guy. And God! Yeah. God! The odd Klingon here and there. All Klingons Maybe are Maybe a Gorn. But really, you would just grab the lizard from the toy box and you're good to go. And the cat. Yeah. The cat could attack. That's the one advantage to Star Trek is that, that you know, I'm sure there's an happen. episode somewhere where there's actually a cat that just filmed it, made it look bigger. Yeah, exactly. Um, I, so that's probably I, why. It's just yeah. limiting with – and Star Wars – I think I Star know. Wars has a wider generational appeal. Star Wars, except for my children, Star Wars appeals to all kinds of kids everywhere, mm-hmm. where Star Trek really – Especially when you get into the TOS, uh, the original series, for those of you who don't know what that is. Thank you for that, because I was like, TOS, what? The original series. There's DS9, TOS, TNG. Right. They've all got these um, little friendly interactive acronyms. And as a person who works with a buttload of acronyms, I I gravitate towards acronyms. Anyways... um, the original series was geared towards basically adults, late 20s, mid, middle 20s, late 20s, early 30s uh, age group, and even successive TV shows, the successive iterations, while they were aiming at a slightly uh, a slightly younger crowd um, television-wise, the program was still geared for adults. And I think mm-hmm. that that's really the difference is there's really not a lot for kids to enjoy in a Star Trek show uh, other than lasers and aliens. Yeah, what else are you going to build? The Enterprise, and that's pretty much it. Yeah. There's not really else. It's more to do with the people in in the story than the scenery or anything like that. I mean, There's with no... Star Wars, you could build the different ships and the Death Star well, and, and those robotic dog things that they invade Tatooine with. The ATATs, the ADAT. Yeah, whatever armor, those are. Armored transport. Yeah, I mean, there's all kinds of stuff you could there. build. Well, not only that. I think the story itself, it was a simpler story. It wasn't... It wasn't a, an involved adult-themed story. It was pretty black and white. There's a good guy. He's trying to help other good guys. There's a bad guy. He's trying to get the good guys. Go. And I think, you know, I mean, that's a, maybe a small oversimplification. Please don't sue us, George Lucas. But um, <laughs> I'm pretty recurring. sure there's worse things that George Lucas could sue over. Well, and I'm sure there are worse things other people have said. I mean, I enjoy the movies, and, you know, but... I think that, you know, it's... just sue, it's, him, uh, sue himself for the recent releases, but anyway. 
Well, I we'll mean, get into we, that. This we, is a Lego. We, we, this is Lego. We're not talking about. Uh, yeah, yeah. All right, moving on. Moving right along. Okay. So, um, some of the marketing that they've done that has been, in my opinion, sort of a negative marketing or a negative thing is let's let's hear a cheer for Lego for girls. Excellent. I love hearing that yeah, cheer. Yep. That was a what the heck? huge WTF Lego. What are you thinking for this? Yeah. Because obviously other Lego, Lego is for, not for girls. Yeah, I kind of yeah. missed the memo on that 35 years ago. <laughs> How did that happen? Uh, what? Let's make it pink and purple and tell them to make kitchens and <laughs> go. You got me with that one. Yeah, well, that's expected. what it is. Have you seen these box kits? That's what well, they are. It's, it's cafes, side, and sidewalk cafes, and little mini, little mini dogs. Have coffee with your friends. Take your little, your little mini figs and go walk your little mini fig really? pool. That's milkshakes and. I, I mean, what's what's next? A fitness center? I, I, you know, it's treadmills. Just, Horrible, horrible, bad marketing ploy from Lego. I just imagine that there was some 85-year-old man sitting at a giant boardroom table saying, you know what, my granddaughter expressed an interest in playing with Lego, and we can't have that because it's a boy's toy. Yeah. So we need something that she can play with. Yeah. So attention, parents, don't buy Lego, Lego for girls. Lego Friends Lego is the Friends actual is trade name. Okay. Yes, and Don't it's buy horrible, it. awful, and if I could boycott Lego entirely for that, or, I totally would. Here's an idea. We should buy it, spray paint it graffiti colors, and then we can make Death Stars out of it. No, because they're still getting money for it. Forget it. They're going to get our money anyway. Forget it. Okay. I, it's just, Don't don't buy the Lego friends. It's awful. It's don't absolutely awful. This. this is horrible, horrible, and Boo we're not going to <laughs> Boo. Now. Yay, Mega Bloks! Because World of Warcraft. Oh, okay. <laughs> Where are you going with this? <laughs> <laughs> Just want to get back onto a sort of. Yes, a I'm looking topic forward to that one for sure. Uh, my own I, little uh, mini thrall on my desk. That's yeah. happening. Oh, that yeah. is happening. Yeah. And I, I'm looking forward to recreating some of the old raids in Lego. I want to see molten core all done up on a table in my basement. Only <laughs> well, thing that I'm going to be doing, and it, this might be just a little soccerish. But I'm going to be recording a few uh, thrall sound bites and mm -hmm. you know, play with my little thrall Lego doll. Well, I'm how is that stock? Is you do know thrall's not real? I hate to be the one breaking it. Who? You heard his voice. Who? Thrall. He's not real. He's the guy who does his voice is. Oh yeah, well, he's just a voice actor. I don't care. Listen to the voice. It's all about the voice. Ah. Then you could get the voice of, well, not the voice of Darth Vader, because we all know that's James Earl Jones. Yeah, it's not Thrall. No. Thrall's voice. That's who I want. <laughs> so we'll have that. Uh, I'll have my little Thrall minifig on my desk, and I'll have him talking to me periodically, and I'll be like. <laughs> little, little phone app. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> be Thrall would be awesome. A topic for the future, phone apps. Yes. But anyway, yes, so I am very much looking forward to the World of Warcraft. That's coming out in July, I believe, the mid, mid-July. Just in time for somebody's birthday. That's not until um, November, my birthday. But anyway. Oh, okay. I see what you did there. Yeah. What you did there. So. All right. Let's, yeah, uh, exciting. Um, 
the one thing that Lego brand has done that Mega Bloks has not done is actually gone into games, video games. Um, and they obviously, I mean, you guys have all heard of the Lego Batman series, the Harry Potter series, Indiana Jones. They have a Star Wars. One, two, three, four, five, six, seven, eight, and nine. Yeah. <laughs> so much for a simple story. Anyway, <laughs> they also did at one time an MMO um, release. And we actually did play the beta for that one. And that was yes. interesting. Um, it was good. I mean, yeah, it wasn't the beta, so I mean, there were still some issues with it when yeah. when we played it, but it was good. I enjoyed it. I was kind of looking forward to it. Yeah, it was interesting. It was there are parts of it that I found cumbersome for the game, but you know, if you are a huge Lego lover and you are willing to pay the fifteen dollars a month or twelve dollars a month that they were asking for, then. You know, um, the game, unfortunately, is no longer. They shut down the servers earlier this year, um, probably because no one was playing it, because there were better games out there. Um, but, you know, they did it, so there you go. They made a bid for it, and it's not It's not like they may not try at some point in the future to bring it back or, you know, reiterate it with a new version or maybe take a different theme than what they had the last I just, time. I I'm think not that, sure if it would be if it's really an MMO kind of a game. I think... I think that the concept of an MMO, Lego World MMO, I think we're already on the verge of that with, with a, another game, Minecraft, which <laughs> is basically what the Lego world should have been mm -hmm. with, with you know, a lot more um, pizzazz, a lot more sparkle. Mm -hmm. <clears throat> However, I think that if Lego was interested or was intending to give, uh, you know, another shot at the MMO market or the interactive gaming market, maybe less wide open, more theme specific. And I think really that's one of the challenges that I don't think was addressed in the original game, uh, at least not in any part of it that I saw, is you, it was really wide open. You could do anything. Mm -hmm. You could be a Lego knight on a horse or a Lego ninja or a Lego pirate or whatever. Yeah, they had a few expansions that allowed players yep. to, to do that kind of to stuff. To cross, cross play. And while that's great if it's five kids sitting around a bin in the basement, mm -hmm. um, you know, or 35-year-old men sitting around a bin at the table. It's not so much fun when there's thousands of people all trying to interact at the same time. There's no continuity to it. There's no sense of uh, uniformity. And I think one of the reasons that people continue to play games is that sense of continuity, that mm -hmm. sense of similarness. Yeah. Why else would people still be playing World of Warcraft after seven years? It's the yeah. same game. It hasn't changed because it has that sense of continuity. Even when new content is released, it still feels like the same game, and yes, that's yeah. a winning combination. Yes. Yep. So, what else do we have for this topic? I think that's pretty much covers it, doesn't I, it? Yeah, I mean, like, we could get into some very specific things, but I don't think that this is the time or the place, and I don't have the interest to uh, pursue this. Um, Lego is, uh, in any of its brand names, Mega Bloks or Lego or whatever, is a win toy. Don't buy the Lego... Uh, friends. Friends. Don't buy Lego Friends. And um, Boycott. I I am going to put or I'm going to have somebody put on our blog site uh, a link to a small brick film that I made with Lego. <laughs> oh, you're brick. in for a treat. Uh, you're in for a treat. It's, it's a very it's, small brick. And film. I will warn you, it's three seconds of your life you're never getting back. Exactly. And that's because you're going to watch it twice. Okay, next topic. 
<laughs> we'll move right on to Lego Batman 2 DC Universe. That is coming out later this month. And that's actually why we decided to do this podcast on Bricks, because this is a game that I'm actually kind of excited about. Um, it's coming out for PS3, Xbox, Wii, PC, and 3DS. And obviously it's Batman 2, so it's a follow-up on the other Batman for that was released like years ago now. four or five years five. ago now. It's been a little while, so this is definitely uh, going to be cool. If you haven't played any of the Lego games, um, highly recommend it. They now, are is, super fun. Now, we've played some of these Lego games on console only. I have not yes. played them on the PC. Yes. So we will at some other date as another topic, we're going to have to do a review of some console games that we've played. Mm-hmm. And um, but anyways, I'm sorry to interrupt. Please continue. Yeah, no, it's fine. It's it looks to be an awful lot like the original uh, Lego Batman. Um, the storyline for this one is you're actually going to be teaming up with the Justice League because the Joker will team up with Lex Luthor. So you can huh. play other superheroes, which is kind of cool. You'll be able to play Superman, Wonder Woman, the Flash, Green Lantern, etc. Um, and in order to allow you to play some of these superheroes, most notably Superman and his ability to fly, they're making it, yes, they're making it an open world environment, which is pretty exciting. So you'll be able to fly all over Arkham to find, to find your missing blocks and complete the puzzles. That was a flight sound. That was what I was, that was what I was doing just now. Got that. Thank you. I just, well, I just wanted everyone to know that that's what that wasn't, you know, passing wind or anything. (laughs) Thanks. That, that was pleasant. Oh, always the class with you. That's that's awesome. Hey, I just like to be honest about things. Yes, okay. I'm sure we'll get that passing wind another time. Well, you'll know the difference. Oh, if it I'm... was me, Donkey, you'd be dead. <laughs> exactly. Back to the game. So anyway, yes, with the open world environment, it's going to make um, some of these puzzle finding pieces. Because one of the things with the Lego uh, games that they do is they have these hidden puzzle pieces, hidden bricks, hidden things that you can find to unlock other aspects of the game. And uh, actually, the stuff that you unlock, it allows the game to go on for quite some time. Um, it took it's us a while almost, to beat the game. Yeah. So, <clears throat> Excuse me. It's almost 65 or 70 hours of gameplay available in the first version of the game. Mm-hmm. I I don't see them skimping on that on the second well, once you unlock the various things, you can go play as a different superhero and do in the original Batman game. You could have you could play as Batman, you could play as um, Robin, you could play as uh, the Joker, as any of the villains that you're you've defeated. I mean, it's it's excellent, and I highly recommend it. So it'll be interesting to see how this will change things a little bit. The other thing that it's going to do that's kind of cool because there was a bit of a failing in the first game is it's going to have a split screen feature. So when you play it two player mode, mm-hmm. uh, co-op or competitive co-op, okay. you'll be able to um, fly around or explore areas that your uh, player mate is not exploring. Whereas the first game, you kind of were tethered together. So you had you were going at the speed of the slowest person sort of thing. Yeah. So, yeah. And if one was interested in what was going on to the right, the other person was kind of stuck against the artificial game world. 
that fake wall that appears where you can't go any further, even though you used exactly. to go that way. Now you exactly. can't go that way anymore. So again. with this split screen, you'll be able to do whatever it is that you want to do, provided that I assume you'll be on the same mission. Um, but it'll be a little bit more free form for the players, which is excellent. They're still going to have that same drop in at any time with your second player. Um, which is and so awesome. Good. I wonder if they'll have the. This is just something I'm. I'm just sort of spitballing here, but I'm wondering if it's not possible that uh, it'll. You'll be when you're together, the screen will be synced as a single screen, and then when you leave, that's when the split screen starts. So that if you go in different directions, the screen will just follow you. But if you're close together, it'll sync and be a single big screen. I don't know how that would be for a programming standpoint. That'd be a little bit difficult for them to. Not really. All you'd have to do is the mapping would be just it would be just spatial. It's no different. It's basically in principle, it's the same thing as what they had before. When the characters were too far apart, one would pull the other one and limit their field. Mm-hmm. It's the same kind of an idea. When they're within that same range, yeah. they're showing the same thing. But if they go beyond that range, it just splits and carries on going one way or the yeah. other. Yeah. I don't know how how feasible it is in a game like this, but that's the kind of thing that I would like to see in a console, mm-hmm. so that if you're playing split screen and you're on the same spot, you should be on the same screen. And yeah. if you go in separate directions, then it would enact the uh, the split screen capability. Yeah. I'm looking forward to it. You've, you've sold me. Yep. It, it I, looks I like, like it's going to be a fun try. game, so I'd like to try it. So. And it's Lego. You can't lose. Exactly. It's all win. Exactly. So that's all <laughs> I have for that game. It's looking good. We're I'm going to link to the trailer for this game on in the show notes, so you can take a look at for yourself. Mm-hmm. Um, but, yep, definitely check it out. And we encourage you to, to, to give it a check in. And if you get a chance to uh, to give these games a try, they're a lot of fun. They're a really great way to spend a couple of hours, and mm-hmm. and uh, you'll you'll get a laugh. They're a little frustrating. Be prepared. This is not a little baby's game. This is a challenging game. <laughs> I'm just throwing that out there. There are some people out there who see Lego Batman and they think, oh, it's going to be a goofy little six-year-old no, game. For fun, it really and it's, is. And it's not for five or six-year. Although five or six-year-old kids can kill this game, they can knock it right out of the park. I'm certain they would. But as an adult, you have to be aware <laughs> that it will challenge you if you uh, if you approach it as a game for fun. Mm-hmm. It can be a lot of fun, and mm-hmm. uh, and I I think that people should give it a try. Um, and with that, with that moves into our our next, basically our next topic is uh, some other upcoming games that caught our eye for the month of June. Now we're going to have a link list on the uh, um, show yes. notes. Mm-hmm. I'm drawing blanks here uh, for all the games that are being released. Mm-hmm. Um, and there are, as other games um, come on, say, come on deck or, or become announced as being released, um, we may or may not uh, cover them. We're going to try and, and get a good variety of games. Uh, some of the games may or may not be games that we would necessarily play or that you may or may not play the audience. However, in the interest of, uh, of being a, as broad-based as we can, we're going to try and cover as many games as we can. So with that, one of the games that's coming up in, uh, in June uh, to be released is uh, Ghost Recon Future Soldier, which is coming up for console, PS3 and Xbox 360. And <clears throat> it's coming out uh, – no, the uh, PS3 and the Xbox 360 are uh, already out. Yes, and it will be released on the Windows platform mm-hmm. on June 12th. Mm-hmm. And uh, I am a huge fan 
of the Ghost Recon franchise. Now, we, we had a little falling out, Ghost Recon and myself, <laughs> as they got a little deeper into there. But uh, I've always been a big fan of Ghost Recon, and so I'm kind of excited to see what uh, what this one will do. Now, I've never played Ghost Recon on a console. I'm not a big fan of shooters, first-person shooters on consoles, because I just don't I, – I was introduced to first-person shooters on a PC. I belong to the PC first-person shooter gamer world. I just – prefer it that way. I'm not saying that it's better or worse. I'm just saying that that's my preference. I know that that's going to start flames and stuff like that. Please don't flame us. It's not, I'm not saying one is better than the other. I'm just saying that's my preference. Another one that's coming out, if you are a Doctor Who fan. And Which you like, I am. <laughs> and you like puzzle solving games. Um, there's a new Doctor Who game coming out. Eternity Clock. It's already available for the PS3. It's coming out later this month on the 13th, I believe, believe for the PS Vita. And there is a PC version coming out very shortly. So it's going to be, it's like I said, a puzzle-solving game featuring Matt Smith as the Doctor. We're not going to see any of the of the uh, companions or anything, but there you have it. And I have a comment. Did anyone else miss the PS Vita being released? I yeah. totally missed it. I, totally I, ha- missed it. I had to look it up and see what that was. Yeah. Released in December in Japan only. Released in North America on February 12th and released in Europe on February 22nd and February 23rd, just in case anybody was curious about that little piece of information. Yeah, I, I didn't even know what it was. Yeah. So thanks for the marketing on that, PlayStation. Yeah, well, it happens, I guess, if you're not into the portable. And uh, I was reading an article that said that it's it's considered uh, the eighth generation of gaming. This is the eighth generation now, the, the, um, the PS Vita, the PlayStation Vita. What were the first seven? I don't know. We're going back to like Atari 2600s. Are we all going that far? ColecoVision maybe was the second generation, and then okay. I don't know. I don't we'll, know. we'll have to it's, look that up. Do that. Yeah. Time. Well, it's a and it, like I said, it's a pretty fascinating kind of an idea. I'm not sure that I necessarily agree with it. I like the idea of next gen. Like when mm-hmm. they say this is next gen technology, this one I was looking at it, preliminary stuff that I was able to garner just before the show here was. It's pretty impressive what it has. Two cameras, uh, a touchscreen front and back, uh, two analog joysticks. It's a good-sized little device. It's not a little rinky-dink tiny one like the first Game Boy was, (laughs) which is still exciting. It was a fun little thing to have, but your eyes started to get cramped after about 20 minutes. This one is much bigger, and it's a lot more fluid. The technology is advancing so much. We're, We're trying to invent things to do with the technology rather than trying to invent technology to do things. And, uh, and that's pretty exciting. It's an exciting time to be around. So, um, Another game that I'm excited about, another old standby for me, is Civilization V Gods and Kings Expansion Pack for the PCs to be released on the 19th of June. Uh, I Again, it's a franchise that goes back quite a few years, and I have been a less diehard fan than I used to be, but I'm still a big fan of Civ V. They're of bringing Civ. religion back on this expansion. They've oh, they... taken religion out of the game for a while, mm-hmm. and obviously talking about gods, they kind of need to bring it back. So yeah. that's what they're doing Which with this X-Pack. I think it's, it's, it's a good thing. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Another one that's coming out, it's not one that I'm looking forward to, but some people are. Pokemon Conquest is coming out for Nintendo DS on June 18th. Pokemon is one of those things that um, I I have no... Good or bad. It's a popular game for people that enjoy it. They really mm-hmm. enjoy it. And I, it just never really caught it's my not interest. One that, it's, yeah. Yeah. I, not for me. Eh, not, not interested. I know that I know some 
adults who are fascinated by it. Mm-hmm. I'm, I'm not I'm one just, of them. I'm just <laughs> sorry about that. Sorry about that. Right. <clears throat> and the last one we have on the list, I haven't heard anything about this, but it sounds interesting. Quantum Conundrum. It's coming out for uh, PC, PS3, Xbox 360, and that's being released on June 21st. Um, it's a, another puzzle game where you solve puzzles and complete challenges, and that progresses you on to the next scene. I'm not entirely clock? sure. What's that? Clock game? Clock? Clockwork? No, I don't know. Clock? The one on Steam. Clockwork Orange? No, that's not right. No. <laughs> that was not on Steam. <laughs> and not a kid's game either, which this other one was. Yeah. I don't recall, actually. what I know which one you're talking about. I don't recall the name. Anyways, there was a. We're gonna have to try and figure that one out for the next, for the next broadcast. Mm-hmm. I'll try and remember the name, everybody. And if you remember, remind me. It's a clockwork, clockwork something, clockman, clock, pop clock. You had to find things in the pop scene in order to progress the story. Anyway. Right, and it sounds to me this quantum conundrum sounds very much uh, like a similar type of game. Mm-hmm. Now, um, once again, didn't really uh, just grab some names that caught our interest here, and that was one of the ones that did. It, it seems like, uh, on first blush, anyways, that's it seems to be in that vein. One of those. Here's a scene. Find the uh, find the different shapes and puzzles that are sort of hidden in here, and and solve the challenges and the puzzles, and then move to another scene. And mm-hmm. there's a story I think that's going to go along with it. Mm-hmm. I don't know what level of interaction it's going to have, but it's mm-hmm. certainly uh, now that I've seen the name, it's something that we'll try and follow a little more closely. All right. So that's everything that I have and for those. Anything for you? Uh, there is another game that's coming out that I wanted to mention that I'm kind of excited about, and it's we haven't got a announced date yet, but uh, GTA Five, cough, cough, cough. That really one keeps getting backshelved. Keep keeps getting seeing. keeps getting pushed off because okay. I think initially they bit off more than they could chew. They wanted to do a bunch of this, and then they went, wait, wait, we we just we don't know how to do that. So the now, last word I think they were saying a two, 2013 2013 early 2013 March or April right now. Now so definitely not this month, in, which is what in, this which is what this is. But I, I just it's I want to mention it, and I'll I'll probably mention it all the time because I'm looking forward to it. And maybe maybe. It was a stalling tactic, and they are going to release it this month. This month, maybe. So we all get surprised when we suddenly we see all it get on the shelves. And there it is. Boom. And we all say, "Oh, that was a pleasant surprise." Well, I'll say that. I don't know if you will. All right. Well, before we wrap things up, I just wanted to do a little bit of a shout out concerning our last podcast. Um, I wanted to do a shout out to Dandelions 2 and Dr. Silver, who commented on our on our podcast. Um, they actually both made were very helpful to me with the Diablo issue that I was having concerning their group joining. Um, yeah, it turns out there's this thing in the game called Options. And I went and explored those options. <laughs> you can actually turn off. What? Quick join. Shut the front door. I there know. Are settings. There are settings and options in this game, what which I neglected to check. So yes, they very kindly pointed <laughs> out to me that I could simply go into the options and turn off the uh, the quick join settings, and uh, that way people would have to ask me to join party. Um, and I just want to say that this is not anything against the people that I play with because I still this week ran more partied up than I actually did on my own. But it it just the whole random person joining just kinda rubbed me the wrong way. Sometimes I just don't like that, you know? I, I understand. And yeah. I 
I, I think that that's a valid comment. I don't know that um, it would bother me too much if I were running and then some strange person just applied. It's obviously, oh. by definition, a friend of a friend. Well, at, yes. At the very yes. least. But and, I, just, I, mean, I don't like the mechanic of... Sometimes I just, like you said, sometimes I just want to play by myself. Yep. Sometimes that's what I'm there for. Mm-hmm. And uh, if if that is interrupted because of somebody else's whim, <laughs> then you know what? That's That doesn't sit with me very well at all. So it's good that it was able to get uh, yeah. resolved. And I realize it's only real ID friends that can join your group, but, you know, it's just. Yeah, but still, it's it where, where did they draw the line? Yeah. Like, so thank you to those two for pointing me in the right direction there. I really appreciate that. So, with that, that concludes Episode 3 of Rolling for Loot. If you have any comments or questions or ideas for a future uh, podcast that you'd like to hear, let us know. You can visit us on the blog at rollingforloot.blogspot.com. You can find us on Facebook as Rolling for Loot or on Twitter as at Rolling for Loot. Thanks for listening. I'm Himotep. And I'm Shakti. See you next time. See you next time. I can find a way to stop this recording. Got to hang up.